What's up, everybody? I got a cool story for you today, and I've never really shared it publicly, so I uh, hope this provides some valuable insight into why I'm here and doing what I do. Cue the intro music. Welcome to the Inspire Your Event podcast. My name is Kevin Snow, founder of eventsbysnow.com. We're all here for two main reasons. Number one, you want to host a wedding or event that is completely unique, exciting, and memorable. Number two, you've got a passion for learning new ideas, discovering insider tips, and collaborating to raise the industry standards. I've worked full-time as a wedding and special event DJ since 2011. During that time, I've learned what makes an event successful and met some awesome people along the way. So let's discover these secrets. Meet some of these people and have an inspired event. Hey folks, Kevin Snow here. A lot of people ask me how I got into DJing and the wedding business. So I'm going to tell you that story today. So we're going to gather around the campfire here and I'm going to tell you my origin story. So started out as a college dilemma. Like most people have um, going into college, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with my degree. I knew what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure how I was going to use it. And what I wanted to do was art. And I really wanted to be a portrait artist. I like drawing people. These are some drawings that I've done. Um, I did the two on the left prior to college and then one on the right sometime after. But I really, really liked uh, art and drawing specifically. However, as I was growing up, I also really, really liked music, which should come as no surprise to most of you. But I studied piano, violin, singing. Um, here's some pictures of me, the violin. Don't judge my posture on the right picture. I know it's bad. We were just hanging out. But anyhow, uh, it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I did something I hadn't done before. Up until then, it was music and art, music and art, music and art. And then I needed an elective, so I took a drama one class, right? And I met a girl in there, and she encouraged me to audition for some community theater. So I did. And I got a role in Godspell at Village Square Theater in Lexington, South Carolina. I loved it. So I auditioned for another play there. And I landed the role as the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. And this is arguably my most favorite role that I've played yet. It was a lot of fun. But uh, I kind of had an aha moment when I was doing theater, especially with these three guys here. Um, and that was the lesson that I learned. So let's go back to, I just, you know, when I liked art, I thought art was the most practical, right? Because when I would go to summer camps, I went to governor's school, I took AP art, but even in middle school, like these summer camps that I went to, we would see the music performances. We'd go to the recital at the, on like the last day of camp. Um, there was the play and the choreography showcase and all these things. But when the camp ended, it seemed like all those things just disappeared into memories, right? They, they had their fun, they danced and played music in their theater, and then they just left. But the gallery, the art came off the wall. I got to take that home with me <clears throat> and put it in a portfolio and actually have something physical that represented, you know, what I did while I was there. So that's I just thought art was great because I got to keep it. It came home. But what I didn't realize until I started doing theater my senior year of high school with some of these other life lessons that you got. Right. There was emotional growth and you created relationships with people that would go farther into your life and you could bounce ideas off of more off of each other. Right. There are all sorts of life skills and experiences that these other art areas were gaining that I didn't realize. Not saying that visual art doesn't 
help you with other things in your life. But I had no idea that's what these people were getting from that. So that was a big like aha epiphany moment that I had when it came to the arts, right? In fact, um, I was in a one act and it was talking about the one act tackling relationships. You know, that wasn't something that was really happening to me when I was just drawing. So let's go ahead. I, I went to college as an art major. And I still had that epiphany about other things in the back of my mind, but let's get into, into, I went as an art major. I knew I could be an art teacher, right? If my portfolio and my drawings didn't work out, I could at least get a job teaching. So that's what I did. I I was double majored in visual art and education. So that would be my backup plan if other things didn't work out. And I did that for about a year and a half. But what turns out was I, spent all of my time in the studio focusing on me and my art and I was alone all the time and it led into a depression, right? I was not enjoying, I wasn't getting the college experience that I wanted. So I wanted to interact with people and collaborate. And then I remembered, I need to go over to that building next door, the theater building, because that's where I was really going to get those things that I was looking for and spending time rather than just wasting four years of my life sitting in a studio by myself for me. And it turns out that that was exactly where I needed to be because I did not realize that a lot of my art skills were going to travel over there to that building with me. We were doing set design. I'm like, yes, I get to draw. We were doing lighting design. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I've never really drawn with light before, but I love this. You know, this is awesome. And then we were doing costuming design and then makeup. And that was some fantasy thing I did on myself <clears throat> right there. But it was just so much fun. It was the best of both worlds, and I loved it. So I continued my degree as a theater education major. So let's fast forward to the end of college, and I graduated, and I got um, a job teaching high school, which was great. I had a job. I was teaching theater, doing things that I really liked to do. But in the background, I still really liked music and had some other creative passions that I wanted to pursue. So I was playing in a band. And that's me and my band, Dance Commander. Yeah, good times. Um, so <clears throat> this guy right here was teaching high school, but he needed to make some extra money. So I had gear from being in the band. So I was like, you know, how about um, I, I start a, a karaoke business or something like that? And I never really acted on it. But I was going out singing karaoke all the time. And I entered a competition with Wild Wing Cafe. It was a big competition all over the state, eight-week-long uh, competition. And I won at my store. And so I had to compete with all the people from the other stores around the state um, in Columbia. And I won that competition too. And boom, I got a thousand bucks. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, it was like the most money I made it like one time in my life, you know. And everyone was just like, dude, you are good. You need to be on stage. This is your thing. I think, you know, you really would do well if you pursued this. And I was like, all right. I have thought about starting up a karaoke business. So I was faced with a decision and it was probably the toughest decision I ever made in my life. But I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. Right. So boom, that's my business card. Uh, I know it's a little rough, but it, it did the job at the beginning. Um, people are like, no, it's cool. It's got the snowflake and the sound waves coming out. No, it's fun. It's good. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't sugarcoat it. It's awful. But it was, it was doing the job. So I was out doing bars, nightclubs, restaurants, hosting karaoke. And then it came a point where people are like, can you do it for my birthday party? Can we have karaoke at my house? I'm like, sure. So I'm going to people's houses, doing it there. 
then it turned into, well, we don't want the karaoke, just play music, just DJ for us. So I'm DJing and that made me really start to focus on my DJing skills and mixing and matching and all that. <clears throat> and then eventually it turned into, hey, we'd like for you to DJ a wedding. Whoa, that's like really scary. This is now a wedding. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. You know, push myself and grew a little bit. And I was like, man, I really got to sleek up my image. So boom, I, I shortened the name of the business from DJ Snow Karaoke Music Entertainment to Events by Snow, right? And that's uh, where it went from there. <clears throat> I did not expect what weddings were going to do. Weddings brought this new element of magic because now I'm having to design uh, my booth to be more beautiful. I'm entertaining with music. There was this stage, right? There's people coming into this space and everything was designed. And it was like everything that I loved in this perfect combination of a career. Like, wow, these are all the things that I'm good at. And I, I'm able to take them and be a part of someone's life story. And man, it was just like this really epic, cool moment. And it was just like, you know, okay, so I'm here. How do I take this further? And partly because it's, it, it was hard to take it further because this is one of those things where anybody can seemingly be a wedding DJ. If they just go out, spend 500 bucks on some gear, download some music with just the click of a button, how hard is it to play someone else's song, right? There's a lot of people who think this is seemingly a really easy thing to do just because there's a real low barrier of entry into getting into this business. <clears throat> if you're brave enough to just jump in like that. Um, so I'm like, all right, what am I going to do to set myself apart? Like I can make, I can give myself a, a bigger presence. You know, I can look, I can make it look better. I already sleeked at my logo. How about now, instead of using my pickup truck, I get a van with a nice wrap and everything. So this was the vehicle I was driving. I was like, yes, I'm taking this to the next level, right? This is big physical presence on the road. And that helped a lot. It was very cool. Um, and then there's some other things that I don't know if I can just, I just can't put my finger on or not but I think it's my passion just shining through me. So when I was a kid, I really wanted to be a DJ for an oldies radio station. I loved fifties and sixties music. And I had this whole idea planned out for my program, my format of the show, which I'm not going to go into all that right now. But what I would do is I'd go to my grandparents' house all the time and I'd lock myself in my grandfather's room and I'd play his albums, which were mostly classical and opera. So that kind of stretched my musical knowledge there. But I got to pretend to be a DJ and that was like really fun, right? So I loved doing that. My brain has taken in so much music because I there's uh, I, my 90% of my brain is probably song lyrics, right? <clears throat> like it's just saturated. And so that skill helps me out a lot. Um, and then there's just 10% left over for life and other things. And math is certainly not one of them. I tell people all the time as a DJ, I count to four or eight beats and then I start over again. That's all the math that I need. So anything beyond four and eight, it's out of my, out of my league. Um, and then of course I got to talk about Disney. I love Disney as a kid. I also wanted to be a Disney Imagineer. I had the imagination part, but like I just told you, the engineering part was not there. So my art degree going into being an Imagineer, I was like, yeah, it's just not going to work out. But I still love Disney. So I go there all the time, right? I'm an annual pass holder. Let me move me out of the way. I'm an annual pass holder. I go a couple times a year and I study what Disney does. And if they have something that I can incorporate into my business, 
I do it because Disney is the most creative, innovative. They have the best customer service of any business that I can think of, right? Like I knew that if I could take my passion, my skills, the music, art, and the theater that I loved and coupled it with studying the innovation, creativity, and customer service of Disney and put it all together, then maybe I could be uh, the number one DJ, wedding DJ around here, right? And in 2016, I was voted the best wedding DJ um, by the state newspaper. So that was really awesome, okay? And I've got some other awards too. And I just, I love putting all these things together for people, right? So now what's the next step, right? So we fast forward again, and that was for me to have a venue. And the reason I wanted a venue, because it was because that was gonna be the stage, right? So I got my theater skills going on. Now I have a stage that I could be the director and the artist and, and have people come in and they have their story that they can tell and they get to bring in their creative aspects of music and costuming and everything. We put it all together and it, it, that's that was just like, this is now taking the dream even farther, making it more real, right? So boom, I have 12 Oak Estate which it's a really beautiful piece of property and not pictured here is a huge airplane hangar that we have, which is like the reception site. I mean, you could put a tent out in the yard or something, but um, it's a rain contingency reception site. It's got lighting. It's really awesome. Big open space of an airplane hangar. So very um, good stuff there. And I'm just really excited because now it seems like I've, I've come this far. And one thing that I've learned is when you feel like you've reached the end, Sometimes it's really just the beginning. So I know there's a lot more to this story and I appreciate everyone who has supported me, continues to support me along this journey. And for those of you I haven't had a chance to work with yet, I really look forward to the privilege of being able to work with you one day. Um, and I'm just really excited to take my gift and share it. So if you want some more information about me and the things I'm doing, you go to eventsbysnow.com or 12oakestate.com. Those are my Instagram handles right there in the middle for both of those. And these three things at the bottom are books um, that I've written, put together. No More Cookie Cutter Weddings is really theatrical, actually. Aristotle wrote a book called The Poetics that analyzes plays with six different elements or principles. It's like uh, plot, thought, musical, spectacle, diction, and character. So I took those six things that he used and applied them to weddings. I'm like, how can we do these six things differently and unique so that not all weddings are the same. Like I really want to bring my theater in and give people a chance to do something unique and fun that blows other weddings away. 40 days to an amazing wedding. If you don't know where to start planning and you might need to plan quick or get a, all your ideas together quickly, boom, that wedding, uh, that book's going to help you put your wedding together in like six weeks. You don't have to do it in six weeks. You can take more time if you want. And then finally, quick tips to save your budget. Uh, if you're looking for places you can cut corners because you're on a limited budget, hey, I get it. I understand. And then you can spend more time thinking about some creative things that you can do because you cut the corners there and you're like, what are some other fun things we could do now that we're not spending money on the other stuff? You can get all of those on eventsbysnow.com. But I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. If you want to listen to more stuff, I have a podcast that's called Inspire Your Event. And you can, if you have an iPhone, you can listen to it there. It's also on SoundCloud or you can find it on eventsbysnow.com. But check out the Inspire Your Event podcast. And as I always say at the end of the podcast, uh, until next time, I'll see you on the dance floor. Thank you so much for hanging out today and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Inspire Your Event podcast. 
like, subscribe, be a part of the inspiration to change the way the world parties. Let's get out there and do this. No more cookie cutter weddings. Visit eventsbysnow.com for more information.